Hello and welcome to season three, episode three of the Tony Time podcast. On today's episode, I am talking to Fran, who's actually a wedding planner and a bride-to-be. Fran has so many tips for all you brides out there from her side as a wedding planner, but also from a bride's perspective. She's also got so many ideas up her sleeve for DIY projects for the wedding. We talk about letting go, trusting in your suppliers after all that's why you've chosen them and more importantly how it feels to be on the other side of wedding planning hi fran welcome to the podcast hi everyone always waits <laughs> when i've said hi i'm like oh, what are you waiting for <laughs> how are question. you <laughs> i'm good thank you i'm good how are you i'm good do you know i think i might be like the most excited to talk about your proposal story i feel like everyone's got like such <laughs> epic proposal stories that like a lot of people have like a lot of things to live up to. So you and your fiance Brian got engaged in Las Vegas. How did that yeah, come about? Did. Was it a surprise? <laughs> yeah, I was completely shocked. And nobody believes me when I say I was shocked because Vegas is Brian's favourite place in the entire world. He's been like eight times. Really? Wow. Yeah, so everyone just sort of presumed I knew that I'd never been before. Yeah. So Brian taking me to Vegas obviously meant he was going to propose to me yeah um but, but honestly, you I had, nothing of it no I had no idea Um, I even joked my cousin house sat for us when we were away and looked after the cat yeah um and I actually put off and put off doing my nails and I actually joked to her and said if by some miracle he proposes to me I'll just make him take me and have my nails done <laughs> <laughs> so the day after we got engaged he took me to the nail bar and I had my nails done because oh. I didn't have my nails done <laughs> The night it happened, I hadn't even washed my hair. Like, it was such a shock. I don't think guys think about things like that, do they? And you you don't want to be, like, getting your hair all, like, dolled up, like, yeah. on the expectation like every, that it matters yeah. <laughs> every day. Yeah, exactly. But it was, so we, we did a little little bit of a road trip around America. So we did Dallas, Vegas, and Chicago. Yeah. And it was the night before we were due to go to Chicago. So... He obviously had it in his head that he wanted to do it in Vegas. And it was literally a case of, well, it's now or never because we're leaving tomorrow. Yeah. But we had a really nice day. We just sort of like walked up the strip and saw the sights and things like that. And we went on the high roller, which is like the equivalent of the London Eye. Yeah. And it was really quiet. It was the weekend. It was the week after the Thanksgiving weekend. Right. Um, So everywhere was quite quiet. And it just so happened. Brian tells everybody that he sorted it out. But we were in a pod on our own. <laughs> so yeah, he tells everybody that that was, that was his doing, but it was definitely just a coincidence. <laughs> so yeah, and then we got to the top and then we were, co- we were co- actually coming back down. He, did, he chickened out of doing it right at the top. And he was looking back, he was acting a bit strange. Yeah. Like he was faffing around with his coat and I was like, what are you doing? And yeah, and I was looking at the view and I turned around and he was down on one knee. Wow. I mean... I don't know what you even say because like I feel like you I feel like we need to like really set the setting I, I saw on your Instagram post that you were like overlooking the Bellagio fountains as well mm-hmm. which are just so magical yeah so we were uh, as we got to the top the fountains went off oh um, I mean timing I mean, for that as well oh yeah it was amazing like I say he pretends that it was all his doing yeah. <laughs> which part will get to the top of the 
glad your fountains are going off but it was all a coincidence but yeah. no less magical it was yeah it was really nice and I bet it was nice for you guys to like just kind of literally be in your own little bubble mm-hmm. coming oh, down yeah, I as would. well I think for for me I'm not sort of a big flashy person so I think nah. I would have been so embarrassed if there was other people around and like yeah. then all the way down look like down everyone's looking at you and then the other thing that was quite nice for us is it was about seven o'clock Vegas time which was about two or three a.m here yeah um, so when we got to the bottom I did try and ring my mum but I knew she wouldn't answer <laughs> didn't even take her phone to bed with her and obviously I wanted my mum to be the first to know so we didn't we didn't even try to ring anybody else or anything like that oh. so we were just sort of stayed in our own little bubble and it was nice hearing like little stories that Brian had about buying the ring and keeping it secret and stuff yeah so that was quite nice that we were sort of distracted by ringing and texting other people and yeah you're actually enjoying the moment that you've got engaged I think a lot of people should probably tell I think you've got so many tips on your Instagram but I think that is like definitely one Mm. as well like take a moment for yourselves and enjoy the moment or the day or the night or the morning that you got engaged because Mm. you'll never get that back yeah definitely like I say it was we were forced to but it was so nice just to do that and then yeah the next morning obviously was we went to bed and then the next morning for us was about 5 p.m here yeah and I rang my mum and she was like oh the Sainsbury's delivery man's just here can I ring you back (laughs) 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 Um, so then she rang me back and then obviously so we told my mum but yeah, it was just nice to have that night and then the next day yeah. was sort of more manic telling everybody and sending loads of pictures and things like that. So, Do you think Brian had planned it? At, did you ask him afterwards, like, had he planned it for that point to be, like, obviously in the, in the I can't remember what it's called, sorry, the bubble? Uh, so the high roller. Um, yeah. No, so he, he said he didn't He didn't know. Like I say, he, want, he was going to be in Vegas. We went to an ice hockey match. I was like, I'm so glad you didn't do it there. Oh, God, can you imagine um, that? He's like, put it, did they put it on, like, the big on screen? On the big screen, <laughs> yeah. Oh. What would um, you have I done mean, if he did that? <laughs> Oh, I don't. I actually don't know. I think I would have like <laughs> ran away. I mean, it was it would have been quite suited. We um we do watch a lot of especially American sport. Yeah. Again, I don't know if you've seen on my Instagram, but yeah. we're naming our tables after sports people. Yeah. We do like the ice hockey, and it, I maybe his thought process was, oh, this is something that we do a lot together. But yeah, it wouldn't have been very romantic. No. <laughs> He thought about doing it in front of the Bladier fountains, but again, it's just always really busy. Yeah. And he did carry he carried the ring around most of the time. <laughs> just um, in case. <laughs> just in case, yeah, the moment happened to come about. <laughs> um, and then, the, though, again, af- afterwards when we were talking, and he, he told me um, one of the nights we stayed at the Paris Hotel and there's a restaurant up the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. So we went there, and it was nice, but again, it's not very us, we're not very sort of flashy people so yeah. it was a really nice meal but it was a little bit like sort of stuffy and yeah. and things I actually wasn't feeling very well and so I said oh I, I don't we'll go and have the meal and then we'll have a few drinks just in the hotel I don't want to leave the hotel yeah so we we're getting ready to leave and he, he got his coat the ring obviously I didn't realize but the ring was in the coat I said oh you don't need your coat and he went yeah don't need this and flung it back on the bed and obviously I just thought he was being stroppy but the ring was in there. <laughs> so it was obviously saying, yeah, okay, I'm not doing it tonight. <laughs> You've muckied that ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, I think like I say, it was it was more a case of now or never because it was our last night. Yeah. Um, but actually, it couldn't have worked out any more perfect. I bet it was nice as well for you guys to have that extra part of your road trip in Chicago as well to like, actually enjoy the fact that you're engaged as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was um, actually. Well, I think we got engaged on the second of December, and Brian's birthday is the fifth, so that all got a bit overshadowed as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really nice. It was really nice to sort of not come home straight away and again I think we were forced to not just like go and see everybody and and things like that so and like I say my cousin was uh, house sitting so um she decorated the house uh, when we got home so yeah that was really nice as well oh Oh, that's so exciting it feels weird now to think that like you could have like an engagement party or things like that doesn't it I know yeah yeah so when you get back home do you instantly start like pinteresting or scrapbooking or do you kind of like just because I think we should say that like you're actually a wedding planner as well yeah so do you feel like you're in work mode like you're back and like yeah we're planning the wedding or do you feel like you're sort of detaching yourself and just you know taking a bit of time to enjoy the engagement process I mean I think all women have a <laughs> rough idea of maybe what they what they want and what it might entail one of the things for us was was date so we originally said 2022 for the wedding and I think we quite quickly realized when we were sort of telling people obviously once people congratulated just congratulating us on the engagement um it was a case of oh well when's the wedding and when yeah. we were saying not only 2022 but it was back end of 2022 yeah everyone's reaction was always like oh that's ages away it was actually brian's idea he actually said do you know what let's just bring it forward another year so we we decided on 2021 but yeah i was i was keen to get going i don't think brian realized it was a case of right get home and we're booking the wedding yeah <laughs> So we agreed we'd get Christmas out of the way and then yeah. we'd start looking in January because a lot of venues, a lot of like wedding fairs and venues do the open days and things in January. So again, just kind of enjoyed the engagement, um, enjoyed the run up to Christmas and Christmas and New Year. And then we started looking in the New Year. So did you think, did you have an idea of the kind of venue that you wanted? Because I know you said like, like you definitely wanted a winter wedding. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you've always sort of planned or dreamed of? Yeah, um, I don't really know. Not, I've not. It's not always been a case. I don't know. We just quite quickly realised we'd do it in December. It's quite a nice time. Everybody's already off work and things like that. We obviously we got engaged in December, so we just thought it's quite a nice time. Yeah, quite sort of sentimental to us as well. So, and it's all it's all fallen fallen quite nicely with how it's happened. So we've yeah. um, bought like cottage for the whole week. Oh, so wow. we're having we're keeping it on for new year and things like that as well so we're prolonging the celebration oh, nice. yeah, yeah. but yeah we didn't sort of rule anything out at the beginning we went to go see quite a few different venues um, and they were all quite different so we did go and see the kind of hotel venues sort of more like stately home venues as I'm sure most other people do I must have requested about 50 different wedding brochures yeah <laughs> from all literally all over Chester Zoo you name it oh, I wow. the wedding brochure <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we quite quickly realized that a lot of the venues weren't very suitable for a winter wedding as in they had like out beautiful outdoor space obviously great for summer but for what we wanted there was very few venues that kind of meet like met our requirements yeah so that was actually probably so far the worst part of planning for me and again I think because of my job I sort of I didn't know a lot of 
venues already and sort of roughly and there's a couple that I had in mind and then when we went to go and see them or even when I just looked properly online yeah quite quickly were like oh they're not suitable or they're way too expensive or they don't fit our numbers so yeah I found it quite frustrating actually trying to find the perfect venue well the venue that you work at is the the monastery it's called isn't it the monastery in Manchester the venue that you work at is so different to any other venue locally and then Mm. you went in venue where you're getting married Holmes Mill again that's so different but they're both so different to each other it must have been hard to find something that's different to where you work but yet different to probably what you see or hear about all the time in your job as well yeah yeah so I think again that was something for us that I I was quite keen on having something that was a bit different sort of yeah. a bit unusual for the sort of whole wedding I'd say that kind of runs which is maybe one of the reasons we went for winter yeah just because I think obviously tr- traditionally people think uh wedding summer yeah um I think we've actually probably gone the opposite of most of your sort of Typical. norms yeah and I think purely because I do get a lot of people going oh your wedding's gonna be amazing and yeah uh, and I just want to yeah I think probably the guest point of view, they've not been to that many weddings, but because yeah. I see so many day in, yeah. day out, there's a few things that I've gone, I see that too much. I don't, yeah. I don't, and it's and they're nice and it's, yeah, it's yeah, lovely, yeah. but for me, I'm like, oh, I see that way too much. And for me, I think, oh, it's overdone, but it's not, it's just it's overdone, overdone for, for me because I, I get see, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see sort of 10, 20 times as many weddings as normal people. So, yeah. Do you not find that, like, well, like anything, there's always trends, isn't there? And I feel like you start a a year, obviously, we can't include 2020, but like, say 2019, there seems to be like a trend of either style or a certain dress or a dress style or flowers and as you go through the year you you slowly learn what that trend is I feel obviously this year that's not happened but in your head you do think oh I've seen this dress a few times now or something similar so it must be really hard for you to plan a wedding that's not what you have been seeing lots of but like you said no one else will even bat an eyelid because it's new and exciting for them and, and as it is for every single bride but yeah, yeah definitely definitely I've strange. Just, and I think one of the things that I've tried to I've tried to sort of hold myself back a little bit currently because I am a little bit not nervous but a little bit sort of apprehensive of doing too much and then seeing other things yeah. or whatever and changing my mind so I mean I have done quite a few sort of the, of the little little touches just because I've had so much time off work yeah but yeah I'm a little bit sort of holding myself back a little bit on things so you've been planning for almost a year now so you said you've got like all the big things sorted did you find it hard to book like what have you got sorted so far you said you've got your photographer obviously yeah. your venue well yeah, so the, yeah so the two things that we booked first with the venue and the photographer I knew quite quickly which photographer I wanted someone that I've, I've worked with through work again I was just conscious of getting booked up and things like that yeah. and then the more this all happened and again yeah. having time off work yeah I thought do you know what there's no reason why I shouldn't book yeah all the suppliers make sure they've got availability and while I've got time to do the research as well so apart from the, the photographer to be honest I was a little bit starting from scratch because as a working at a venue I don't have too much to do with the other suppliers yeah and I'm also not getting married 
sort of in the same ca- kind of catchment area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so obviously I work in Manchester and the venue is uh, like Lancashire. So from that point of view, like florist, hair, makeup, we've gone quite local. But yeah, I've booked nearly everything now apart from makeup, but I'm 90% sure of who I'm going with and cars, which same. But we've booked band. The thing that we're quite excited about, which I followed on Instagram for, through like a work point of view. And I've always yeah. thought, oh, that's a really cool idea, um, is we've booked a wedding painter. Oh, nice. Um, so they basically come and paint the, the wedding breakfast, like the room. Oh, wow. So they'll go up when the venue is setting up while we're having drinks and do their sort of outline of the tables and things. And then when everybody's eating, they'll put in the people and the little Oh, nice. It's just something nice to sort of take away with afterwards A bit different. Yeah. So did you know what kind of style you wanted for your wedding? Because Holmes Mill is like quite industrial, I would say, isn't it? Did you know you wanted that kind of vibe? Not really, to be honest. We wanted something quite unique. It's quite sort of unique in the two different spaces as well. So there's the main space where we'll get married and we'll have our wedding breakfast. Yeah. And then the space where we have our drinks, they're both completely different to each other. So we quite liked that. It is quite industrial, but it's also, it, it's a little bit of a blank canvas, but you don't have to do sort of no, it oval like, yeah. amounts. Yeah. And I think it quite goes with the sort of wintry scene that we're going with in yeah. by that it's like, that'll kind of warm it up a little bit because I think it can look a little bit cold with the mm. just sort of industrial side so yeah we're going quite wintry rather than Christmassy yeah <laughs> I'd say but yeah just kind of I want it to feel really warm and so we're going with like um like cozy yeah so we're going with like dark burgundy and gold to so try and make it feel nice and warm and things oh nice are you going to incorporate those colors then in like your bridesmaid dresses and things yeah yeah um again we've not We've not got that far. We're not purely because of what's going on, to be honest. We yeah, would have probably yeah. done that, but um, I've started to look and trying to get a time where we can get all my bridesmaids together because I've got five and try different dresses on. But I'm not too bothered about. I quite like the miss sort of mismatch as long as they're all the same color. I quite like the mismatch sort of feel. Yeah, no, um, I do as well. So I'm not I'm not too worried about it. But you can kind of suit like everyone then, can't you? Because yeah. obviously, like with five girls like I know that my like five besties were all totally different and we've all got literally got different colored hair as well yeah that's the thing I can as long as I've got a color I can basically say each order like three or four different dresses I'll have and we'll all get together and try them on have you been dress shopping for yourself yet no No. not yet so we did plan to do it um in November um but obviously I think it was the 6th of November which was the weekend we went into lockdown yeah, um, so, yeah um, so my mum well nobody I don't think apart from obviously me and Brian have seen the venue yet so the plan was to go with my mum um, and the bridesmaids but we probably realised that that wasn't ever going to happen and go and see the venue and have some lunch and go to a few different dress shops but yeah we've not managed to do that yet either. Do you have an idea in your head of what you'd like your dress to look like do you think? I mean don't tell me but I just mean like do you have an idea? Yeah I think I've got an idea but I'm definitely going to go again I'm going to go quite open-minded a lot of people have said you'll choose something that's completely different from what you've got in your head so I'd be very keen to try and like all the different styles and get a good idea but yeah, I have got an idea in my head, but I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Did you know the last two brides that I've spoken to on the podcast, I've asked them that question and they both said, no, knew what I wanted, picked the first dress. And I was like, no, you know, They're like, yeah, yeah. I tried loads on. I know that everyone says that you never pick the dress that you think you'll pick, but and the, like they were the first two out of, I don't know, like 24 or something, the first two that have literally picked the first dress. 
I was like, that yeah. is mad. Like, you've got to go and try everything on. Like, that's part of the fun of wedding dress shopping. Oh, you get yeah, to, like, definitely. literally try, like, one of everything. I think I probably picked the first one, something that I definitely wouldn't go yeah. for. Yeah. Just, like, yeah, I want to try on loads of different ones. And I always um, feel like if I, like, have an idea, I definitely have an idea in my head. And I feel like if I got there and it didn't fit, I'd be like, or didn't look right or didn't suit me, I'd just be totally gutted. Yeah. And like in my head, I know what kind of dress I definitely wouldn't like. Like, and then I, I can just imagine like going there and then that dress looking like the best one. I'd be yeah, like, looking no. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> the the one thing that I'm a little bit nervous about is my, so my mum has kindly offered to pay for the dress, and I just have a feeling that she's she's gonna hate everything I love and she's gonna love everything that I hate <laughs> but feels like, like oh, she has yeah. some sort of like ownership over it <laughs> yeah definitely but yeah I've seen it quite it's quite nice where you if you go and you take a couple of different people and you pick a couple yeah. they pick a couple and then yeah. the dress shop lady picks a couple and then yeah. you kind of get a nice mix but yeah I, I do have a bit of an idea but I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm like not like a girly girl so I'm, yeah. I'm not actually that sure what suits me and things like that yeah it would be definitely interesting to go and say just say to the shop what do you what do you think yeah almost like a personal shopper like get them to dress me (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) that leads quite nicely actually onto your instagram feeds and all your wedding planning tips because i know that one of the tips that you said was trust in your suppliers which i thought was really really nice because like you said like when we're chatting before about your job as a wedding planner and when you went uh, wedding venue shopping you almost like didn't want them to know that that's your job because not only did you want to be treated like a bride and you wanted the bride experience you also totally lost my train of thought (laughs) 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 oh your tips you wanted to trust in them you know what they can tell you and how that they know their venue and and they know what's right and if you say oh I really want these like big massive like fancy trees and loads of candles and they'll be like that probably won't look right here and yeah just kind of trust in what they're saying because they'll have seen like everything oh yeah definitely and like there's times where from a works point of view like I have to tell brides and grooms like no we can't do that or like you say even just advise oh I'm not sure if I would do that maybe do it yeah if you want that same thing but do it slightly differently or whatever Um, and sometimes you do get people who either just don't listen to you yeah um, or get a little bit like (laughs) yeah or get a little bit like oh why are you like telling me no yeah obviously we're not saying no just for the sake of it yeah um it's genuinely because it's something that either can't be done or if it can it would wouldn't there's a better way of doing things yeah yeah Yeah, for me and like I say when I was saying before I didn't tell my venue that I was what I did yeah um but even if I did I would still ask the questions from them because they know their venue and it's very different to ours yeah so for example it's on the first floor so just like logistics of that (laughs) but then they know yeah and then they know the the best ways of, of doing things and the best suppliers and stuff as well so but yeah with everything like again I was saying before hair and makeup for me was one of the big things yeah um, and again I'm not I'm not a girly girl so I had no idea what they were talking about half the time when it was like oh you can have airbrush and something <laughs> else and I was like I don't really know what that means I'll have one of um, everything <laughs> but again I, I'd just go to the trial and I'll just be like what do you think yeah um, obviously I'll have, I have an idea of I don't want it too over the top, but with it being yeah. Christmas, I want a little bit of like glitz in my makeup. Oh, and definitely, yeah. It's sort of on them in regards to you make me look nice. 
you're putting your trust in in your vendors and obviously yeah, you're definitely. sourcing those people and you're doing your research and and you're choosing those people for a specific reason so why wouldn't you trust their opinion in what they do yeah and I think that's just really nice and important and I noticed another thing that you said as well was your wedding dress shopping I don't know if this was relating to your wedding dress shopping but I just kind of took it as that was ask for the opinion of those that you value the opinion of as well Mm. so like with you like I know that some people like to take like a full tribe wedding dress shopping and I think well everyone's going to have a different opinion on how you are going to look in your dress and for me I know that my mum would be like no or she'd be like, Tony, that's perfect. And I just, I trust her opinion. And I know that she knows what I like. And I know that she knows what suits me. And I just thought that was really nice as well. That obviously now it will just be you and your mum. Mm. But it's nice that you can sort of, like, obviously you, you trust your girlfriends as well. It's yeah. nice to have, like, their opinions and, and that experience with them. Because obviously you do value their opinions. Yeah, so that that one for me wasn't actually related to wedding dress shopping on its own it was just about everything in general like I see a lot of brides on Instagram putting one of my wedding guests or whoever's made a comment about x y and z yeah people will people always have a a comment about things but I think like I say you've got to have the people that you value their opinion and if they say no that's a rubbish idea then maybe that is a rubbish idea but if somebody else poo-poos something yeah and you've just kind of got to switch it off it's your day and who cares what they think but yeah, on the wedding dress shopping, I was going to take them all. That was yeah. the idea originally. But I think even if I can, even if we get a vaccine or whatever and I can yeah. take them all, I probably won't now. I probably will just go with my mum. And I quite like the idea of the, you know, like the first show on the morning of the wedding where yeah. none of them will yeah, have seen me in my yeah. dress. And so it'll be a nice surprise for them as well because... I don't actually have a maid of honour. I just have, I've got five bridesmaids and then a junior bridesmaid who will be like 14. Yeah. So I didn't actually pick a maid of honour because no, um, I haven't got like close. a big, yeah, I haven't got like a big group of friends. I've just got loads of individual friends. Yeah. So they actually don't really all know each other either. That's quite nice though. Like I'm like, I'm pres- hopefully, well, yeah, you definitely will at some point next year be able to have a handy. I think that's quite nice because when my best friend got married, we were all the same. We were, each of each of the bridesmaids were all from a different friendship group and we just had an absolute ball. Like getting, you're just getting to know new people and obviously you have a mutual friend in yourself. Mm. So you're all going to have something in common and hopefully like similarities in your personality and things yeah definitely I think that was one of the things I was I was hoping to get them all together and go dress shopping so that they could all meet yeah we've not been able to do it but we'll still do something similar so I have to get them together for their bridesmaids dresses because they're all over the country as well so I've got people down in London and in Yorkshire and that's gonna be a logistical nightmare oh yeah (laughs) literally because so again our wedding venue it's a bit random in the location because we're not from Clitheroe or like I'm from Yorkshire and Brian's from Bolton and uh, we live in Manchester but we've got family in Yorkshire, Blackpool, Preston, Chester, London so it was a case of wherever we go people are going to have to travel yeah. <laughs> so we just we didn't really tie ourselves to an area we did kind of look all over it well all over the like northwest yeah also you said you've made loads of DIYs or you're making or you want to make loads of DIYs for your wedding yeah let's talk about what you've been making (laughs) you're on furlough at the minute so I feel like it's like the I mean any brides that have been furloughed this year must be like absolutely winning because it's like loads of extra time to like really like get stuck into your wedding planning oh yeah definitely and like I was saying before there is 
part of me that wants to hold back but then there's also a part of me that thinks well I'm never going to have this time again to do these little bits and bobs and I'll probably regret it six weeks before the wedding and I'm like oh I've got all this stuff to do but yeah so I'm furloughed so I'm sat downstairs watching telly and my partner's been working full-time the entire time up in a spare room at first I was a little bit like constantly like annoying him like what yeah. are you up to, Talk to me. <laughs> um, so like <laughs> now it's kind of a happy medium whereby I'm just doing all these little bits and bobs to kind of keep myself busy yeah and um, so the last couple of weeks actually I've done quite a bit yes they'll all be coming on my Instagram you can have a look <laughs> what what for you what kind of things have you been making is it like centerpieces or so um, I haven't started centerpieces because we don't have anywhere to store them yeah <laughs> um yeah we're only in like a little two up two down terrace house so it's been sort of like smaller bits more like sort of gifts for the girls I've done hanger tags doing my favours at the minute so I've decided to do the I don't know how to pronounce it but the macrame oh yeah <laughs> yeah I always pronounce um, it macrame and I think it is macrame <laughs> Yeah, something like I went that. To, I went to a, a, a macrame workshop in York and, and I was like, we're, we're, we're here for the macrame. <laughs> and the woman was like, do you mean the macrame? I was like, yeah. I'd never heard of it before. Again, before I started like looking into things from the sort of wedding side of it, I'd never even heard of it before. Um, but it's quite therapeutic to do just while you're watching telly. So I've been yeah. making yeah. earrings for my favours. Oh, amazing. Um, Oh, I bet they look really cute. Yeah. So yeah, the idea I've got some little um bee like bee charms, just as like a little bit of a subtle hint that we live in Manchester. Manchester. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully they'll look quite nice. Could you make macrame or create macrame before or have you learnt it like specifically for the favours? I literally learnt it last weekend, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, oh, that's to exciting. Do it. Just oh, from I need watching to go and have a look at them. Just from watching a YouTube tutorial um and I could only do the one design that I've yeah. done for my keyrings. I've not I've not branched out into wall well, hangings you, you, you'll have yet, your own but... little Etsy shop soon yeah. with like plant <laughs> hangers and wall hangings and all sorts <laughs> what else have you what else do you want to make for the wedding probably table centerpieces things like um planning on doing like flip-flops obviously not making the flip-flops but yeah. <laughs> doing a flip-flop <laughs> some, basket some macrame flip-flops uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> um, but you know, like doing the <laughs> could like clean the floor if someone spills a drink. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so I've been designing all the like little tags and things for all my favors and reserved seating signs and stuff like that on my laptop. I've done a few things like that. Yeah, it's getting the right balance as well of sort of not doing too much yourself. I think this might have been one of my other tips. Uh, I think people can get carried away of doing everything. Yeah. like chair covers and all but then it's a case of well unless you've got a complete sort of dry high venue where you can have it the day before and set up yeah it's who does that and yeah and how do and you, do you sort trust of coordinate that, that? Well. yeah definitely so yeah a lot of the sort of DIY stuff I'm doing is the sort of the smaller touches like the sweet cat like the gifts and things like that more than decor really yeah yeah like you like you said before it's sort of a venue that doesn't need very much to make it feel you know like you said like some venues really do need dressing or like the design to be like a blank canvas it's almost already got its own character so all you need is like subtle hints here and there and it it just looks magical yeah definitely yeah we're not we're not going sort of too over the top and things like I've I'm using my uh, bridesmaid bouquets as some of the table centerpieces and things like that so trying to sort of double up on a lot of things rather yeah. than otherwise you can spend too much and then it's like well what 
actually what happens to the bridesmaid's bouquets when you sit down on the table don't they yeah (laughs) on a saucer (laughs) so I thought well get a couple of vases so I picked up some vases from Tesco for a quid (laughs) they're just plain glass vases um, and they're going on four of the tables and then I think I, I am going to have a go at making either like the hula hoop design or the sort of tall like cylinder design with the flowers on top yeah um, but again we've got nowhere to store them so that would be nearer the time down the, yeah down the line. <laughs> what do you think you're most looking forward to about the wedding day well obviously marrying brian yeah um <laughs> that's a given <laughs> that's the obvious one. Oh, just I, well i think especially after this year having everybody together fingers yeah. crossed in the same room um yeah. will be even more so even more sort of special things like really excited for like the speeches I think that's always a really nice yeah, part of the day yeah. I mean I think I think it can be a bit boring if you don't know the people the family yeah like if sometimes when it's friends and you don't know like the all the family dynamic yeah do you not find yourself at work sometimes though like just sort of catching the odd line in a speech and then absolutely like howling for no reason <laughs> So I'm usually, unless they do speeches before dinner, I usually um, I usually go about main course. So I don't usually hear the speeches, if I'm yeah. honest. You always have random, like, best man speeches. Yeah. You've had people that have rapped yeah. before, like, you name it. So Brian's sort of family are quite characters in themselves. So um, he's got his, Yeah, he's got his brother doing his best man speech, who he'll be, def- like, good at it oh yeah um, dishing all the dirt as well yeah and then his other brother he's got an older brother who's going to be the toastmaster so again he's that's right up his street he'll be yeah. doing lots of jokes I'm sure but yeah I think it's quite nice to be on the other side of yeah of things like yeah. that and that's yeah. actually the speeches are all about you not somebody else yeah yeah it's quite nice and then we've got a band so I'm really excited for the for the evening as well oh nice yeah you know it's a good wedding when when you're excited about the party (laughs) yeah yeah definitely I mean yeah me and Brian are are not party animals but yeah the sort of the evening entertainment was a big thing especially for Brian he's not had too much to do with much of the other stuff but he was he was on it with the band and listening to them and things so that'll be that'll be good for the evening Um, and again I think just because of everything that's happened this year that side of it will be even bigger and better because people haven't yeah people haven't been able to do stuff like that for so long so all of it all of it I'm excited about all of it (laughs) awesome (laughs) well thank you so much for sharing your story with me today it's really nice to hear it from um I don't want to say a different perspective but it kind of is but I like how you sort of still stepping out and experiencing it from a bride's perspective and not just as like your job because that's nice for you as well yeah definitely your plans sound amazing. I love a winter wedding. I think I'd get married in winter as well. It's like you say, it's just so magical, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully it will be. I'm, I'm, I'm actually hoping for, if not snow, rain. Really? Yeah. I think I'm probably the only bride that wants rain. <laughs> Do you know, rain like creates awesome photographs that you literally yeah. cannot get in any other way. Weather conditions. Exactly. I've ordered some little um, see-through umbrellas. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I'm hoping for rain. And apparently it's supposed to be good luck. And there's a really cute little like reasoning behind it that obviously it's your wedding day and you're tying the knot. And if you get a knot wet, it's harder to undo. That is so but true. It's supposed to be good luck. 
But yeah, that's the exact reason it's of a cute little photograph. And like, yeah, <laughs> our venue isn't oriented, it's about being outside, so it won't make a difference from the day's point yeah, of view, really. We're yeah. not planning on having our ceremony outside or anything yeah, like that. So yeah. So, yeah. Our ace, thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to help this podcast grow.